You're listening to the 90 Days Later podcast with Anna Charles, episode 43. Welcome to the 90 Days Later podcast, where I show you how to stop over drinking in 90 days without missing out on life. If you're not an alcoholic, but fed up with saying yes to a drink when you mean to say no, you're in the right place. Hi all, welcome back to the podcast. Today I'm going to talk about a concept called the escape button. And that's what we do when we escape our lives through alcohol. I also refer to this as buffering. So escaping and buffering I tend to use interchangeably. But what exactly does this mean? Well, I want you to think about if you're watching a film that's being live streamed. Well, sometimes it needs to buffer, right? You get that little circular image thing goes round and round in the centre of the screen. That's what we do in our lives when we buffer with things like alcohol. We essentially stop the film of our lives, right? And we, we, just, we just buffer. We lose the plot, we stop moving forward, we lose the image and we overdrink or we overeat or we overwork, right? When we buffer with any of that stuff. Now, many people will have very clear reasons as to why they do this. They'll give lots and lots of explanation for it. But here's what I offer. You can live a life that doesn't require buffering, doesn't require escaping. Now, I'm not saying you need to give up drinking entirely. If you choose to continue drinking on a moderate basis or however you see it, then that's okay. But what I offer is that you can create a life where drinking is relevant, if that's what you want it to be, but only about as relevant as maybe going to the opera for a taste of the classics, right? It's okay once in a while, but otherwise you don't think about it. And that, my friends, means freedom. So when your life is filled with buffering, right, with escaping, with drinking instead of feeling, you know, a sort of dealing with the situation at hand, you're choosing unconsciousness. You're choosing to escape it. So by buffering, you're in survival mode. And that means you're going to be missing out on the most brilliant life you could have. Because if your life was so exciting, the last thing you would want to do is be unconscious in it, right? You want pleasure and to rest, but you wouldn't want to miss out because you'd just be experiencing this, this life that you have created for yourself. I want you to really just think about that, right? Think about being conscious in this life that you've created yourself that you just don't want to escape. That is on offer to you. Now, one of the biggest problems with buffering is that whenever we do anything to escape our lives, it ironically makes us less likely to change our lives. Right? I say ironically as what happens is we're buffering to escape our lives, right? So we're drinking to escape our lives. And by continuing to buffer, continuing to drink, we're actually moving further away from taking action, which would be just to drink less, that would stop us needing to buffer in the first place. So this is how it ends up looking for most of the people when they first come, first approach me about working together. They decide that they want to stop drinking or they want to drink less. And what's happened is they stop drinking and then they feel terrible. (laughs) They feel dissatisfied, restricted, deprived. All of that stuff comes up, right? And the way they solve that is by, yeah, by drinking again. 
So what's happened is you've taken away the buffering, you've taken away the, the act of drinking, you've recognised your life, but then you don't like what you see, so you start drinking again to sort of cover it up. It's a little bit like, I love I love this example, I forget who said this, I heard this once, where you can go into a house that represents your life. You flick on all the light switches, see everything in you know absolute clarity, and you see the place is a total mess. Clothes all over the floor, kitchens a mess, you know, boxes and books and all sorts of things stacked up all over the place. But instead of looking at what needs to be cleaned up, and in the case of our lives, looking at what discomfort there is there and how can we process our way through that discomfort, instead of looking at what isn't working and what what needs to be repaired or changed in our lives, the way we deal with it is by just turning the lights back off because it just all looks so daunting and awful we just we just don't want to see it and that's what we do every time we drink in response to what's happening in our lives every time we decide to drink instead of feeling what's going on and looking at our lives and deciding what we want to change we decide to buffer we decide it's the way to tolerate an intolerable life now You might say to me, Anna, I don't have an intolerable life. I have a fine life and that may be how it seems. But I would argue that you actually disagree with yourself because that's why you're drinking. Have you really left the lights on long enough to really look at what's going on in your life and really, really to do this, right? You don't need to tell anyone. This is just you with you. Have you really looked at your life in that way? Okay, so let's dig into sort of the the house, what happens here, and this with this this escape button and how does it tend to show up? Right? So you'll go, what happens is you go into your life and we tend to forget the reason we're on earth. We're on this earth. I mean the reason I believe we're here is to experience being alive. Right? This is about the human experience in all its elements. And as I often say, life is 50-50, 50% good, 50% not so good. There are going to be happy times. There are going to be sad times. And it's the contrast between the two that what is what creates a fulfilling life. We definitely experience the pleasure so much more deeply because of what might be termed the more negative things that happen. But at some point we we forget this and we ask ourselves things like, well, why isn't life only joy? Why isn't, you know, it's fun. You only live once, right? We say that so often. And then we get mad about it that we can't feel great all the time. So we start thinking that this negative things that we're feeling means something has gone wrong. And so what happens is we press the escape button. We reach for the glass of wine. But the rules of the escape button, which, by the way, are not explained to us, is that you can press to escape this world. For sure you can do that. But when you come back, it'll be worse. Things will be worse. That's the price. Because what happens is you go into unconsciousness. You go into kind of this false pretend world where things seem better than they really are in your mind. It's almost like alcohol is a lie you put into your brain to make you think you feel better than you do. And we do, we we even acknowledge this. We say, well, I don't feel great, but I know if I have this, I'm going to feel better. Even though we know it doesn't really change anything. The problem 
that you was there that what you wanted to drink over is still going to be there you know the next morning so the escape button is always available but when you press it you get to experience the lie and the lie that life is better than it is life is better than it actually is and then there are all the other negative consequences that come from pressing the escape button. First, there's the obvious, the morning after, right? The reason you overdrank is still there, but now you have a drinking habit. Now you've, you, know, you, you feel physically bad and you've, you've uh, fed this habit, which by the way, so many people then go on to feel even worse about because they feel shame that they have a drinking habit. And it's a new item to add to the negative side of the equation. And the more you press the escape button, the more you want to press it. You, because you just don't learn how to deal with the negative things that are happening in life. But also an issue that is often missed is that when you press the escape button, you're also actually missing out on a lot of the positive qualities of life. Because the escape button increases unconsciousness, it takes you out of reality, which diminishes your capacity to feel alive and to you know, really be there in the moment. But we focus on the escape button as a way out of feeling our emotions. Now, we don't tell ourselves that. We tell ourselves things like, well, I just like a, a cocktail now and then and there's nothing wrong with a glass of wine at the end of the day. But what we're really saying is, I don't want this moment the way it is. I want this moment to be different. I want to pretend that this moment is better than it actually is. When I have alcohol, I can pretend that the end of my day is relaxing when really I'm stressed. Because I never learn how to deal with the stress, with the pain, the rejection, because I'm always pretending it's not there. So what happens is my capacity to feel it becomes diminished, which also diminishes my capacity to feel good, to feel really happy. And then what can happen is I talk with people and they kind of they get the idea that this might not be serving them. This idea of buffering and escaping from the world through wine. And so they send, they start to worry and think about what life will be without alcohol in their lives. And then they say things like, well, if I'm going to give up wine, I better replace it with something that's just as good. So let's take as an example that you might like to drink red wine with steak, a delicious red with steak. Right. I didn't used to drink red very much at all. But if I was having a steak that was a pairing as kind of a match made in heaven, it would be a great reason to drink red. That's what I used to tell myself. Great reason. But what happens is we don't want to give up anything that tastes so delicious, right? We have this, this red wine and steak pairing. Even though that gives us a headache, that thing that tastes so delicious gives us a headache. And even though we forget what we said at dinner and then, you know, we don't sleep so well and we have all those other negative consequences. So people will ask, well, what will I get instead of red wine with a steak? And my offer back is nothing, right? I'm going to give you nothing, in exchange there's nothing sort of equivalent there's no equivalence for that there's going to be no escape button that's going to give you that taste and that experience of red wine with steak you're going to give that up forever 
So then people ask, but but now what? Right? What's the point of living if I can't have the pleasure that comes from red wine and steak or you know whatever it is for you? And what I suggest is that you don't replace an escape button with another escape button. Right? You just take away the escape button and you experience life and steak without the red wine. I'm selling you on the idea that your life will be better without it. So just don't try to replace it. Leave yourself experiencing the negativity of a steak without red wine. Have steak with water and your life overall can be better. Now, will it taste as good in that moment? Probably not, but it'll taste so much better for the rest of it. So let's look at why the escape button really doesn't work. So what happens is, you know, we press the escape button because we're dissatisfied with our lives. But there is a reason why your life is dissatisfying. And the fact that it's dissatisfying is very, very important. I mean, extremely important. Even today, and I don't use wine, I don't have an escape button anymore. I know that dissatisfaction, whenever I feel that, it's a sign. It's a sign for me to listen to my own inner guidance right, to, to see what needs adjusting so that I live the life that is best suited to me. For example, I'm not that much of a social butterfly. Now I'll go to parties and especially for parties, big parties where I don't know people, there is an anxiety spike, right? It's just part of the deal. Now once upon a time, I would have treated that by pre-drinking, in fact, before I went to the party, I'd say, Anna, come on, it's going to be you know very uncomfortable um, here's an escape hatch, right? Here's your escape button. Press the escape button now. And I'd have a drink before so that I then wouldn't experience how awful it is at the beginning of the party when you don't know anyone, right? But these days I don't do that. I accept that there'll be anxiety. It just seems to be part of how I envision and interact with parties. I expect the beginning in particular to be awful and present with the awfulness. I recognize what it is. And I just don't try to escape it. And it really isn't that big a deal. I mean, I know I always have the option to not go to the party. That's always a choice. So I don't pretend I'm going to have a great time if I'm if I'm not. But actually what I find is that I have a much more satisfying time when I'm out at these parties and have better conversations than I ever had before. So that's why I think it's so important to listen to any sense of dissatisfaction that we feel, right? We know that it's our intuition, it's our wisdom nudging us in a direction of what we most want in our lives. And if we're buffering, if we're drinking alcohol, drinking wine to make ourselves feel better and sort of just numb it out, we're just buffering that dissatisfaction and we never find out what's causing it. So how do we... Um, operate, right? How do one, does one operate in a life without an escape button? What is the alternative, right? Because what is going to happen is that you'll stop over drinking. You might feel woohoo happy about that, but then fairly quickly you're going to feel all the reasons why you were drinking in the first place, and it, it's not going to feel good. That's what happens to most people. So just be aware of that. But any case. So how can you work through this? The first thing is you have to open yourself up to that negative. Just stop pretending that life should be all positive because that just doesn't happen. It's not workable. 
People are going to suffer. People will die. Horrible things will happen in the world. It's just part of the deal. But when we feel grief and sadness and frustration, and when we can feel that on purpose without resisting it, we get to be more human. And then we get to feel all the other emotions. It gives us a deeper sense and a deeper ability to be able to feel fully all the positive emotions because by the way that's what also what we do right we feel really happy and what do we do we dull that down with with wine too makes no sense so that's one step one step one is to stop to stop pressing the escape button but here's the thing if you've been pressing the escape button for a long time you've probably built up a lot of unfelt, negative, aggravated emotion. Things like restlessness and agitation when you stop drinking. It's all going to come up. But the more you're able to open up and feel it, the more you're going to get access to all the other stuff, all the positive emotions on the other side of the equation. And this really, really worked for me. Right. I was really suffering with the inability to stop drinking. It was actually I was getting so mad at myself the whole time. I could stop and that I could stop for a year. I could stop for months on end, but I was resisting and I was sort of constantly wanting it. Um, it was sort of this this unmet urge there. Incredibly challenging. And I built up lots of negativity around it. But really what happened was when I opened myself up to feel all the restlessness and all the negativity, right, that I had been suppressing, I found that all the joy was compounded. The joy from little things is unbelievable when you're not pressing the escape button. Just the ability to feel all the anxiety and all that, right, make it possible to experience so much more simple joy makes the escape button totally unnecessary. What happens is you either accept the moment and feel it, whatever is happening, or you press the escape button and you drink. Pretty much the two options that we operate around. There's no other alternative that's going on. And I would argue when it comes to women drinking wine, right, whatever you call it, like white wine is often can be called, you know, the pretty addiction. It's not like it's heroin. It's not like we've got brown paper round a round a bottle near on the on the street corner. You drink wine in a beautiful glass, sitting at a table in a fancy restaurant. But you also know what hell it can be when you want it more than you want it. And if you're wanting it more than you want it, that's okay right you just want to feel good that's what our brains do our brains go towards pleasure you just want to press the escape button and you just want to go to a place of comfort that's your intention but what I would offer is don't do it as the price is too high So here's a little bit of homework for yourself to really explore what's going on for you with the escape button. Where you find things a struggle, especially around alcohol, you know, when you want to buffer from it with it, ask yourself things like, are you just flipping the lights off? Right. What I've given you are the instructions on how to keep the lights on and how to clean up the house by feeling the feelings, seeing what's going in there and working through that. How carefully are you following those instructions? How seriously are you taking those instructions? Have you given yourself a chance? Or are you just sort of at the first 
sniff of something feeling a bit awful going to a party not feeling very happy do you then have a drink are you someone who is constantly telling themselves that they want to be able to have one or two glasses of wine that's what i want one or two if you are why is that this is such a big part of our lives, but it causes such big consequences. So go into it with eyes open. Why do you want those one or two, just one or two glasses of wine? Are you improving your life to the point where you don't need to escape it? And if so, if you could get to that point in your life, would you still want to have the one or two glasses of wine? Remember, it's going to be 50-50 in life. It's going to be good there's going to be some not so good times. What I teach you is to embrace it all. Open yourself up to it. That's going to make your life bigger and better. Because if you want to eliminate the negative, you're not going to understand why it's there. Right? So you can't tackle the problem at source. And the reason that the negative is there, I would argue, is because it makes the positives so much better. So in summary, when you take the alcohol away, when you stop escaping your life, you're left with you, with your brain. And there's no escape from that. So why do we want to stay alive? Don't be halfway in and halfway out. Don't say I like being human, but I'm going to escape half of the time through being that's why I use wine, right? If you stop pressing that escape button, you're really going to get that human experience. You're going to get all of it. And that's when you really see what you're capable of, not just in terms of achieving, but in terms of feeling and giving and how present you can be. You don't want to escape into alcohol, escape into your life. What do you want to feel? What do you want to do? What's open to you? Alcohol is not going to help you do any of that. You help you do that. That's the end of this week's podcast. I really hope it gets you thinking about the reasons why you drink and why you want to escape. And I also want to add here that I coach people one-on-one -on, -one on helping them achieve freedom around alcohol. If you need that help now, if you are fed up of trying to do this for yourself, contact me. I'll show you how you can go through life without pressing the escape button. Okay, I'll see you next week. If you like what you're learning in the podcast and you want to take the work further and achieve total freedom around alcohol, let's talk. I help my clients stop reaching for that first glass of wine the moment 6pm rolls around and they don't miss out on life. And we do it in 90 days. The effect is permanent. Email me for more information on anna at 90dayslater.co. And if you did enjoy the show, I'd really appreciate if you'd leave a rating and review to help others find the 90 Days Later podcast.